Hey, hey, Keegan. What? We need a catchphrase. I have a catchphrase for you. You really? Yep. Okay, go for it. Bang goes the comic books. No. <laughs> you don't like that? No. <laughs> Maybe I, I didn't. Did I not? What does that even right? mean? Bang goes the comic books? I mean, it's an onomatopoeia. It sounds cool. It's like, bang goes the comic books. I can see it. We have a guest apparently too. Yep, they're here. <laughs> to break. And so I guess I'm outvoted on how this catchphrase. Oh, so, you, so we're just gonna have a catchphrase now. No, it's after not. all this time. When when I'm the when when all Ollie I needed MC, was a unless second Ollie vote. MC stays this entire time. That's like, it. Permanently takes over my spot. I'm going to argue against it later, but I don't want to be rude to the guest. So, because I, because we are professionals, and we're, and so yeah. I will say later and to be two faced and say no, I don't like it. Okay, right. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. You can be catty. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I just don't You're being catty. That's a good word for it. Okay. That's yeah. a perfect yeah. word. That's yeah. exactly what Eric is all the time. He's yes, catty. I am very catty. Yes. Bang goes to comic. I'm just gonna say no. Don't yeah, like it. I, I don't. Say no. I you say no every too, week. Well, I think because we, Keegan, we can only have one catchphrase, and once we have our catchphrase, <laughs> it'll, it will just know it. We'll feel it in our gut. No, yeah. this is this is why. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. But you have to lock some things down. You have to just settle now and then. You know. That's true. Lots of people. Hey, that's why I'm pressing you, Keegan. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, let's get to the guest. Oh, no, wait, wait. We haven't introduced ourselves, though, or the uh, podcast. All right. Let's do that, too. Hey, what's your name? Keegan. What's mine? McBoylston Terror. Okay. <laughs> and what is McBoylston Terror and Keegan doing right now? Podcasting? Okay. What's the name of the podcast that we're podcasting though? Can I just make up a name? I mean, I'm going to correct <laughs> you. So sure. Bang goes the comic book. Oh, Dumb no. comic book creators. That's correct. Dumb Bang, comic Bang goes the comic book. Dumb comic creators. With a with a catchphrase. Bang goes the comic book. We, <laughs> we should just change it and have it be both. Fine. We're the inception of comics. The, the dumb inception. comic creators inception. Yep. Dumbception. Dumbception. Uh, okay. And now we have to do an ad break, right? Mm -hmm. Or no, are we supposed to introduce our No, we now have a guest. guest. We have a guest. We have a guest, but then we have to do the ad break after then we, we introduce the, the guest? Yes. So, so that doesn't make any sense. No, because we, we introduce the guest and then when we start Okay, we introduce start the guest. Hold on, guest. Now we have right. an ad break. Okay, let's oh. let's just Yeah, all right. Introduce the guest. We don't want to waste their time. We have special guest comic book creator uh mc who is here has been here the entire time fantastically mm -hmm. has a great comic called at god's door and after the ad break we're gonna have a discussion with him hi hi good to have you right, oh thank you. you thank so you just, just uh, okay so i see so okay. we in, i i'm new to this you clearly we've been doing this for over two years but apparently we we introduced the guest then do we do an ad break and yes. then we just they're supposed to know that they're coming on yes okay all right let's do okay. it then let's do so, it so hey Keegan, i have a question if i'm <laughs> thirsty what can i do i don't know what could uh, you do I, I should be able to get a drink but i don't have a receptacle to get mm. 
receptacle. Like a garbage a can? Some kind of can. No, I'm a, thinking can. Pers- can a of can. something. Can? A, maybe a mug of something. A mug. No, no, no. Speaking I of like, mugs. I, I like cans too. Look at that beautiful mug, Keegan. I'm not talking about my face. I'm talking about the one next to it. Ah, wow. you, I think you must have written this this time. I actually did write this. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that the McCoys were a dead giveaway. Wait, wait. So so where where did you get that mug from without looking? Oh, without looking? I'm sorry. I had to look. I didn't write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I got this from manymuggles.com. Oh, yeah. How did you well, do that? Well... They have an option that you can customize your face look like a comic book character. And then no you can way. order t-shirts or mugs or posters or anything like that. Wow. Uh, and then, Just so your face or anyone's face? Anyone's face. Your mother's face, your father's face. Not your cat's <laughs> face. Unless your cat is the name you have for your younger brother. So okay. could I hypothetically create a, a picture of my worst enemy and write, you suck as a caption and make a mug and give it to him? Hypothetically, you've already done that. Let me show it to you. <laughs> hey, yeah, that, there it is right there. Cool. So where, where do people get that again? Let me check. Manymuggles.com. According right. to the cup itself, it lets you know. Nice. All right, cool. Can you get me a muggle from the muggles? Mm-hmm. Muggle muggles, manys. Yeah, the yeah. many muggles. <laughs> All right. That All was right. a good ad break. So now we just have to reintroduce our guest, right? Yeah. So we were just. <laughs> so why did we about... spend all that time introducing our guest at the beginning? This way it builds. Uh, <laughs> this way they stay through the ad break. Otherwise, they'd be like, well, what's the point? There's just an ad break. You have to stay for the ad break. And this way, Ollie MC, you know, is more involved and he feels, uh, and feels less nervous about hanging out with two guys from Chicago. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. he could have he been freaking out this entire time, but like, what's going on? These guys are crazy. They're talking about They're right. because we introduced him. Uh, uh, okay, they All are right. happy with us right now, and they're even <laughs> smiling. Okay, and right. it's because yeah. of that. If I had, had introduced Ali MC, not only would this like podcast be over, but my apartment would be on fire just somehow. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like you know the power I have as a trans person. We just set people's apartments on fire randomly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're introducing of twice. fire. I was reading your comic, and your comics on fire. That's oh. what I call a segue. Ooh, uh, I'm gonna go. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> game. That was, that was too dumb even for this podcast. I see that your car has a sky, sunroof. It sure does. Do you use that often? Do I use it often? Yes. When the days grow hot and when things get, you know, wild, you need that extra airflow. Oh, okay. <laughs> and what, what's in the box exactly? That was, can you believe it, a workout bench. A what? A workout, a workout bench. bench. I know. I purchased a workout bench. In California? Uh, I don't believe you. I know, I know. Well, some of us are a little shy to go to the gym sometimes, but you know, it's all where I'll get there where I feel like I want to be bothered by a gym bro every now and then. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so do you use it or are you Um, returning it? No, I used to use it. I'm just lazy and didn't get the box out of my car. Oh, okay. Okay. And 
You know, when you're an artist, you never know when you'll need a cardboard box. I'm That's sure there true. are a lot of people that can relate to that, but yeah, you never know. I've been, I've been to Binnie's, which is like a liquor store. Like, and like a, you can buy like a bunch of beers and alcohol there. More for the boxes that they give away for free than for the alcohol right. that they sell. Yeah. So right. I understand that too. You never know when a good box is going to come into your life and you hang on to that. Yeah. Hang on to that. Yeah. <laughs> You're already getting good advice from Ali MC. Ali is a comic book artist. How long have you been drawing for? I've been drawing probably since I could hold a pencil, which is a very cliche answer, but it's true because I don't remember when I first started drawing. So okay, there you go. There we go. <laughs> That's cool. And how, how did you get into drawing comics? Well, I was reading comics a lot as a teen and specifically manga because, I mean, that was back when manga wasn't popular. Like I was the kid that snuck it into Spanish class and hid it behind the Spanish book. And I guess my Spanish teacher just didn't give a crap (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I had it and I was like, Spanish is not important. I'm going to read this manga over and over and over again. And then you know, bam, smartphones happened. And it was like, yay, I have every single manga I've ever wanted to read available for me for free. <laughs> yep, yep. What um, manga did you read just out of curiosity or story too? Oh, wow. So I've read, I mean, I've read a lot of Boys Love, so I don't know if you guys are into that and you'll know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Gravitation. Um, and it's a couple oh, wow. other ones. Yeah, Gravitation was actually one of my first ones that I read in paper. If you can believe my- that my college roommate senior year had a gravitation poster and yeah. was a huge fan of gravitation and introduced me to gravitation so it's just a really well done yeah. story whether or not you like that or not. like whether or not you like boys manga or or whatever show show book or right it's called. yeah show, yeah it's just a really yeah. well done comic so yeah yaoi is a really fascinating genre because it's made for femme people usually by femme people and only recently has it kind of turned from that to more queer and actually male identifying or trans male identifying people making yaoi so i'm kind of in that movement and it's it's fascinating to see that shift and that change but japan always had a different kind of approach to fetish comic than american and that as like you know, as a teenager, I guess that opened up a lot of things for me. <laughs> but, you know, we were all reading stuff we weren't supposed to when we were in our teens. But Teens. <laughs> <laughs> and still as adults. But, you know, I there's a lot. I, I was raised in a Christian cult, Ooh. which is, okay. yeah. We're going to have so many questions, so. You can yeah. ask as many questions as you want, and it does tie into at god's door the comic that i'm creating just because that's such a big part of my background okay and this whole comic at god's door the reason i called it that was because it was during my psychedelic experimentation era Mm. um and this is why i asked what i could talk about (laughs) before we started oh yeah Um, yeah yeah this is all good yeah Yeah. okay you've not even come close to you know (laughs) awesome it's not a challenge but you've not even come close. <laughs> <laughs> Good. This was uh, this comic was created. I had just started smoking cannabis, I guess, for a few years. And at that time, I was 
coming out of being in this Christian cult. And so it was like, woo, every, anything goes, you know, like full, let's, let's, let's be gay. Let's do naughty things, <laughs> you know? And so you start with weed naturally, <laughs> weed, booze, sex, drugs, rock and roll, all of that. Yeah. And this particular comic was, I don't know if you guys have heard of ayahuasca, DMT, any of that. When I made this, I had just done DMT for the first time and okay yeah i've heard of this yeah i can describe to you what it is it's smokable ayahuasca and you trip hard for 20 minutes and then it's done Mm -hmm. and i watched the whole world peel back from my eyeballs it looked like rainbow shells twirling into infinity (laughs) i could hear everything 10 times before it was spoken and then 10 times after i not everybody's like that but it was a gnarly experience and it did you know while I've been coming out of that and into a sober life which is fascinating to yeah. now be sober <laughs> because I realized a lot of that drug use and all of that was tied to covering up being trans and all of that and now that I'm out trans it's easier to cope with <laughs> but this ayahuasca journey Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying filling a void with something else. Now that you're not filling the void that you're trans, you exactly not speaking for you, but that's usually what I hear is like the case with mm-hmm. drug yeah, use or not, alcohol use. Yeah, you nailed it. You know, there's a reason that people have addictions and, you know, addictions will, you know, they're to fill that hole. But I created this comic back in 2019 when I was experimenting with ayahuasca and I did it morning, noon and night for about six months straight which was wild. Was that's a, a lot. Time. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. But, you know, West Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. West Hollywood. Yes. Um, and I remember sitting down and, you know, drawing this thing. And it was it's insane because these, these psychedelics really can, I understand why some people use them in their creative process because it does take you to that level where you're, completely in that subconscious space and really easily to pull from that and just make what's on paper. And I drew almost that hers, everything that I have out on the website. Now I drew back in 2019. It took me years to actually get the courage and the gumption, I guess, to ink it and publish it. So, so now I have to do the work of actually continuing it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm proud of that because I remember having this moment after keep continually doing this, you know, dosing and then creating this work. And I remember having this moment with myself of like, I don't want to keep doing this anymore. Mm. You know, I, I, I want the struggle back. I want the struggle of having to sit down and practice and draw and make shit sober you know and so this comic is kind of a reckoning of those two worlds coming together of this world of my unfolding to me yeah in a really big way and coming out through these characters and my own experience and how I'm coping with the fetishes that were kind of forced onto me as a trans person and being raised in this cult and also my own drug addictions so all of those things are going to be in this comic and they've already kind of shown up. You know, I, I got that whole beginning part with his name is I, mm-hmm. and I, I don't name him in the beginning just because 
the whole comic, he goes through having a pseudonym. And then you have this other character, Joseph, who I think you can see in the last couple of panels. But his street name is Dark Eyes. And that's a very purposefully chosen thing because this character represents all of my really dark, dark bits of wanting to control and wanting to, you know, constantly dose just to get me to, to eat, to talk to people, to do anything, to be human. And that's what Joseph is. He's this creature driven by addiction and desire and it's unchecked. And it's very important for me to have a character that represents that and who is also upper class. Mm, okay. That's very, very important part of Dark Eyes' story that he is an upper class boy who does not have anybody shutting these doors to him. He has all privilege, all power. Status. He's still, yeah. Status. He's still in so much pain. And he's, no one is telling him no. And he's, he's got a lot of trauma too. And I'll definitely play that in because he's also trans. Every, everybody mm. in this comic pretty much is either trans or queer just because so often trans and queer people get put as side characters and that's changing a lot. That's changing a lot nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like I just watched, have you guys seen that animated show Kipo in the age of wonder beasts? It's, no. it, <laughs> What's it's that fabulous. On? It's on Netflix and it's by Rad okay. Christ. Oh, cool. He's, and it's very funny. And, but they had this moment of this character straight up saying to this girl who was like, I really like you. And he was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gay. Mm. That's and I was cool. just like, whoa, like the dialogue was just direct, like succinct, like that's in the show. And so it was just like, oh, and he's black. So that's huge. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a big deal. So things are shifting. But this whole yeah. it's very important for me in my work to have it feature trans and queer people like all main cast. I did see the uh, have you seen the other two? I don't know. It's this HBO show. I think no. it's new. I think it's new. I was watching the first episode last night and like it made, it was cringy and I'm not, I'm oh. cis, right? But like the, the main character is gay, which is good. But the, mm -hmm. but the, his manager calls him and the other gay server waiter over and tells them how he watched Brokeback Mountain. And like the oh, joke God. is how like they're cringing about this. And I was like, this is like, what, when was this written? 20 yeah 2008 it was i mean maybe it's an old show i don't know but it 2019 really oh, God. <laughs> it was written in 2019 oh. and but the second season premiered in 2021 well maybe well, it gets better i just thought i i don't know maybe, maybe the pilot was written a long time ago <laughs> well and the problem is is that shows like this are usually for cis people oh, okay. and straight okay. people yeah because most queer people don't have access to make their own media. They aren't oh, yeah. given the funding. They aren't giving the opportunity. You know, it's, it's like, oh yeah, sure. You can be a side character, but like, you're not involved in the production team. For and, better uh, or worse. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Saying, for better no, or worse, the it. reason why the first mainstream series that had successful gay people was Will and Grace. Cause that was written mm -hmm. with cis people in mind featuring gay people. Oh, not okay. Yeah. Not cis, yeah. not or not, not like gay, written by gay people for gay people, which yeah, 
it's very different. It's a very different flavor when queer people get to make their own stuff, you know, and we just passed through pride month, which in the queer community is like joke because we're like, Oh great. Capitalism gives us rainbows. And they think we all walk around and are like, yes, honey, you know? And it's like, no, (laughs) I was like, I was working and then I had a kid, but like, I didn't, I don't, when did pride become the month of, of pride? Did I, 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 well, did I miss I, that? I, I thought there were various parades and. Uh, yeah, I couldn't, I honestly, I couldn't tell you. I think it has something to do with, I mean, we should Google, somebody should pull it up on a computer and Google it, but uh, <laughs> it's now recognized by most capitalist things and, and businesses as like June. That's the it's thing. The whole I'm sure month. It, yeah. Which I'm is- sure it has a deeper history, but I don't, I'm, oh, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm super, I'm super bad. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it it's, was the first declared by President Bill Clinton in 1999, 2000. Okay. As a whole month? It as a whole month. Oh, and wow. Okay, I had no idea. So oh, Billy then, did us a favor. Yeah. And then later, <laughs> Joe Biden did. I, don't, I always know exactly when gay pride is because I live right outside. Like, yeah. My building gets surrounded by the gay pride parade so like in chicago right in chicago yeah cool. so i know exactly yeah what it yeah is. yeah so yeah. it was more of a week situation that i thought about it yeah, but uh, yeah. but yeah it's cool it's a month but obviously mm-hmm. it's not cool because it's a capitalist <laughs> yeah it's a way for <laughs> them to make yeah. new t-shirts for you to buy yeah i know and we're all just like okay but can you like help us get funding <laughs> to support you know trans kids like and they're like "Mm, the best we got is a rainbow drink (laughs) you know so yikes so yeah it just when companies i think declared it like we like it did to be month of june we temporary change our like our (laughs) our slogans and our logos picture our logos to all of us and be rainbow yeah it's like cool that doesn't mean you actually support us but you know it's it is it is what it is <laughs> it is what it is thank you for the rainbow flags and the uh, thank you. posters but you know. <laughs> i like rights <laughs> yeah 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 that's yeah. kind of what's going on oh sorry yeah no i i kind of went on a tangent there but feel free to ask questions about anything uh, is any of it bi- bio- biographical, the comic itself, like autobiographical, your comic um, writing? Because like, the fact that like, it's like, just the fact that, like, you know, you said all the characters are trans and LGBTQ, I assume, obviously, that take, must be taken to a certain extent from personal experience. But like, any of the characters or any of the storylines directly like that? I wouldn't say it's, I would say it's influenced by my experience more so than pulled like from the exact experience because there will be like bits of dialogue like that whole I'm not sure which page it is it might be page three in chapter two where Joseph is really close to I's face and he's saying you know I can't wait to watch you disappear when you when you fade out when you're nothing that's my favorite part dang I'm good I have that image pulled up right now (laughs) nice yeah which page is that I Uh, I, oh um and by chapter page four page four okay page four yeah all right i was off but that's i was close yeah that was a very frightening moment i had with a person who was supposed to be in a relationship with me and i realized then yeah because someone shouldn't be looking at you and saying i love it when you disappear Mm -hmm. and 
that were they was talking so- about drugs? I'm sorry. Were they talking about drugs? Yeah, they 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 were. They were kind of referring to that, but it also gave a big indication of kind of their character period. And okay. a lot of this Joseph character is influenced by my own internal darkness, but also the darkness I've experienced in others and how their their privilege and power over me has played into the way I was treated. So it's, he's, he's, he's a, he's a dark guy. I, I, it was a little literal with the dark eyes, even though his eyes are blue, but you know, I, I wanted some things need to hit, you know, directly. You need to let the audience know, like, that's it. (laughs) So, yeah. So there are moments like that, that are very much pulled from my exact life. When I was a member of this cult, I lived in Japan for two years as a missionary. And it's amazing to me how fed Japan is and Japanese people. And it's very much taken and run with most of the time. And I purposefully made I and Daisuke are the two that play against dark eyes. And I made them Japanese because I want to bring attention to that because Japanese culture has been so fetishized. And I had a direct hand in that as being part of a cult that was there to bring people to Jesus. <laughs> That's just a wild, yeah. a wild perspective. Did their cult you were in rhyme with Tehovah's Itness? Out of no, it rhymes with the Church of Cheese and Rice of Latter-day Snakes. I thought so. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know... <laughs> <laughs> we we're not calling out by name just please listeners infer what we are saying with the rhymes <laughs> the yeah, gardens I mean, <laughs> I mean a lot of people are gonna go that's a church and it's like well how far did you get <laughs> i got pretty far so you know people can make their own judgment call about that i suppose but from my experience it was very culty and very dangerous, especially as a young person and a person who had to closet themselves into being the mm-hmm. cis and straight female for so many years. So that's my experience. That's what I'll say. It's culty when you leave. That's that's even even more. I mean, that's when it becomes apparent to everyone how culty even it more was. So. Yeah, yeah, because they, they just stop talking to you, which is totally yeah. a cult thing, right? Mm-hmm. You have lots of friends and 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 associates that just stop talking to you. You might yeah. be in a cult, you know. <laughs> yeah, know. it's true. The band Neon Trees had a lot of trouble staying together because the lead singer and the drummer were former member were members, and the lead singer yeah. quit, and the drummer oh. didn't want to quit, and Whoa. it's kind of hard to go on tour. Yeah, because of that. Wasn't the lead singer? Was it the Killers? He was a member as well, I think, or something like that. Oh, really? I don't remember. Right. It's some, maybe not the Killers, but one of those, you know, one of those. Fuel by Ramen type bands, yeah. Yeah, Fuel by Ramen. Yeah, so, yeah, but. I guess I'm he still be- is, right? It looks like he maybe. still might be. Yeah. Oh, he's wow. On, he's on their website, so. Wow. He's on the, the website Latter day Musicians, Saint Musicians. <laughs> Wild.com, <laughs> which is a website, I guess. So. Wild. Well, he would benefit from that. He's 
white, cis, and straight. So, you know, you get money in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys ever feeling down on your luck? Go join go join a cult and maybe your things will pan out. <laughs> it's sad that it's that easy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, he's scoring this still member according to Wikipedia at least too. So mm-hmm. wild. Oh, so was I right? It's it's the yeah. singer of the killers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a shame because I really like that one. And he told me that you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend. Oh, that's a banger. Yeah, I know. That, that was their second hit from their first CD. Uh, somebody, the big one, obviously being Mr. Brightside, is their by far their biggest hit. Hot stuff. Was that it? I the could CD? look. Let me look it up. I'm, I think it's hot stuff. And did they sing I Got Soul, but I'm Not a Soldier? Yeah, I like yeah. that one too. Yeah, that was them too. Yeah. That, that's still a great cd sorry <laughs> i mean they're like, like again they're a good band it just doesn't they necessarily are. mean that like you it's kind of like one of those things where you wish you could disassociate you know like certain things about them from everything yeah else, we have to I, do that so often with people you know that is very true hot fuss yeah. was the name of the first album i mean they hot are fuss. all four of them are credited as songwriters so it might not have been him that, wrote been that him. song yeah all right there you go there you yeah. go. Oh, there you go. You learn something new every day. Audience. I know. Yeah, yeah. This is educational. <laughs> We're talking about cults, everybody. Well, I mean, <laughs> also like some of my favorite bands were clearly like designed to be like musical bands. Like Kings of Leon, they're all related. Yeah, they're all like, either what? cousins or brothers. The, oh, the that's girl. wild. That's yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. What was the other song? Like, so I think it's the Gorillas. Uh, the Gorillas. Uh, next. The Congos. Okay. They're they're like a band from South Africa. Their dad was a musician who peaked at like number 90 like in South Africa. And he's like, yeah, they've been playing music since they're like four because their dad couldn't make it. So their dad was pushing on them. So they all <laughs> started writing music. I mean, that, you know, semi-successful parents can end up with very successful children. True. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Especially if you're South African, I guess. <laughs> I the Rock's dad, Rocky Balboa, was not... The most successful wrestler, and then you can arguably say The Rock is the most successful wrestler ever. So, wait, The Rock's yeah. dad? The Rock's dad was a wrestler. Was he really? Yeah. No way. Yeah, no. The Rock is a third generation wrestler. His daughter yeah. is a fourth See, generation wrestler. This is what I'm saying. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Okay, runs in the family. All right. It's literally, yeah, yeah who you've who you know in most yeah. cases. Yeah. Beyonce's <laughs> dad was a, is a producer at a major record label. I mean, there was a reason why mm-hmm. she started getting music stuff right away. Yep. Yeah. Gotta be big to get big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anyways, man. back to your comic. <laughs> yeah, ask me anything. I Like, I've already, you know, I've spilled, I've talked about doing DMT. <laughs> okay. Is there going to be like a clear, like, are you going to try to make a clear distinction before DMD and after DMD? the comic could be like hey this is where i was doing dmd this is where i wasn't doing dmd are you gonna try um, to like balance it out wait 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 d d and d were you playing D D? yes actually <laughs> were you, you were rolling the dice you're like ah critical miss this character is not gonna be drawn that well no <laughs> yeah rolling the dice in a lot of ways Woo. oh i love playing bards why <laughs> <laughs> So you can sleep with a dragon, whatever yeah. Bart does. 
Oh, wow. You're not wrong. I hate how right that was. So I think, I think for people that are curious, they can look it up, but people shouldn't really notice a big, the biggest difference they'll notice is probably the quality because there is a reality that the stuff you do when you're high and drunk mm-hmm. is not as good as the stuff you do when you're sober. I just want to shatter that because that's just true. And it's unfortunate that there's such a toxic culture within animation, comics, all of that. It's like, oh, I need to be fucked up to do it right. You know, and it's like, that's just not true. So they'll probably notice there won't really be because from here on it goes into the actual story. Mm-hmm. And I'm really into movies and stuff and stories that take place over kind of one night or like one day. And that's what this will be. Oh, okay. Yeah. This whole story centers around I trying to get his brother Daisuke out of the hands of Dark Eyes. Okay. And he's only got one night to do it, basically. And so it'll be a continuous thing and it'll wrap up, you know, because that's that's how it was written. That's how I, I got it done. Because when I started it on DMT, <laughs> it was just that whole beginning section. And, I, and then I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Now I have to figure out why they're all here and why this is happening. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I, I did. But yeah, so sorry, you told me to avoid swears and I didn't. Do you want me to re-record that? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't worry it's about fine. it. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, you'll have to be like, hey, this is for the adult audience. <laughs> yeah, you know, just for the just for the record, like I, I don't know who the podcast police are and I've never really tagged anything not safe for work. So so I don't know. I don't know what the what the rules are with that, but yeah. I have to assume since we're not be getting too graphic that who cares? Yeah, who cares? No, you know? nothing, nothing yeah. graphic. Yeah. No. If Joe Rogan can swear and talk about DMT on YouTube, I guess so can we. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Joe Rogan. What what do you think of Joe Rogan? <laughs> oh God. What do I think of Joe Rogan? Do I think, think do you think he's like uh, doing a I think let me say what I think. I think he's sure. doing a performance character. No. And I think he gets people to talk, but I, I don't think mm. he always agrees, even though he, he acts like he does. I think some of sure. that is him in interview mode, just getting these people to voice their opinions, which is what he said. I know that he said that, and I know it yeah. doesn't always make it correct, but I think that when I watch him, even with normal things, you know, yeah. like normal, non-controversial interviews, that's what he's doing. He doesn't know anything about mountain climbing, but he's like, like, oh yeah. Like, you know, he's just really <laughs> into it. And yeah. And like, I, I don't know. What do you think? What do you guys, you know, like, obviously he sucks. Go for it. <laughs> a lot too. Go for I, it. Definitely sucks a lot too. So I think that he just simply like, I don't think it's like he's playing character so much. I think he just kind of has like, you know, started eating him own self. So he just doesn't care anymore. Mm. Mm. I think the role of celebrity should always be questioned. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, just Damn because. That, no, no, that's my answer now. <laughs> yeah, because what's the fucking point of them? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, I think it's true. Like this whole, they are characters. 
you know, and that's what they're paid to do. That's what they're paid to be. And that's, it's, it's like, and they live in this wealth strata that most of us will never get to. And it's like, we put so much mm, into what they are, like emotion, time, energy, into what they are and what they say and what they do. And it's like, why? Yeah. (laughs) You can tell I'm not into the wealthy. (laughs) You can tell I'm not into that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I just, yeah, I think it should always be questioned. You know, it's like, "Ah, why is what he's thinking important? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. But I, I feel you. I, I, although I, it's like, I watched him hype. I not watched, but I've heard him hype DMT and all that. And it's like, dude, you need to be more careful with what you're telling people. Yeah. You can't just, you know, and that's the thing is that you have so much power and influence that people are going to be stupid with what you tell them to do. There is no way he thinks about that in any capacity in any way. way. Yeah. And I I think that comes from his like place of like privilege in general. Yeah. 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 None of these people have to. I will say, like, I think he came from pretty, like, unsuccessful roots. And he just happened to, he just happened to be in the right place at the right time with the UFC when they were like a garbage sport that was almost getting like banned by Congress. Is that where he came from? He was going with his friends to the matches. This is true. I, I was, very into no UFC, like just learning about it during COVID because it's so strange and stupid. It is, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and I was just, yeah. And um, yeah, apparently he was just really into it with his friends and the owner who had just bought, like the the current owner, the guy who just sold it, knew, knew Joe Rogan he, and he just bought it and it was like about to get banned and it wasn't even on cable yet. I think it was still pay, pay-per-view and- getting picked up by spike tv you know and so he like he told joe rogan he could come to the fights for free if he did the commentary and that was kind of like his big break into show business i had no idea like basic almost doing it for yeah i mean he did it for very little at the time and that's how he grew into a success (laughs) so that that you know him now yeah ufc which is like how is that so successful? I mean, it's so successful now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, COVID is the time to amass useless knowledge. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really is. It really is. The the other great UFC story is the the announcer, like, let's let's go. You know that guy? Like the mm-hmm. have you ever seen a fight? I don't know. Oh I, yeah. He, it's hilarious. He, he was adopted as a baby. And he grew up in like Southern California. And when he was growing up, he loved watching boxing matches with his dad. Uh, And he always liked the announcer guy who was, let's get ready to rumble, which we've all heard. And it's in a million video games and stuff, right? Ubiquitous. Now, apparently that was his like brother, biological brother. And they were wild. They were introduced and he became the business manager for his let's get ready to rumble brother and and he's the one responsible for like getting that copyrighted and like trademarked into games and everything you know and wow and then the ufc was starting and they tried to get the let's get ready to rumble guy but it was too expensive so they hired (laughs) his brother to say 
Let's go. <laughs> I mean, amazing story. Like that, that is just one in a million type of story. So I'm so glad you told me that because now I've forgotten some piece of trauma and I'll remember that forever. <laughs> <laughs> you see also, that, that's depending, yeah. <laughs> what? depending on who it is, like what channel is. So like he's got this now. Let's get ready to rumble. If it's on Showtime, he's legally required to say it's Showtime, not let's get ready to rumble. Wild. So he actually came and say, whatever <laughs> matches on Showtime, he will never say, let's get ready to rumble because Showtime insists that he does it. He gets paid on average more than $2 million a boxing match that's featured on HBO or Showtime. Hmm. Just to say that. All right. Doesn't that make you feel like you've done the wrong thing with your life? <laughs> hey. uh, or, or that you never could have done that because it was like literally in the genes. Yeah. yeah. And like, They're how special. weird is it that they didn't grow up together? They just found <laughs> each other because they sounded, this, you know, like, I don't know. It's wild. It's just really wild. Yeah. <laughs> that's some good stuff. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. And like, that's the only kind of story you can get by deep diving in this really stupid things that yep. don't deserve yep. your attention. <laughs> anyway. I mean, uh, there's a lot of stuff like that where it just kind of, you just kind of go like, okay, that just happens. Yeah. Yep. So a couple more questions about your comic. Yeah. What artistic process do you use? Like, are, are you drawing with pen and scanning? Are you doing these digitally? So I'm drawing most of these traditionally. I okay. pencil by hand. Strongest, medium, easiest way. Okay. Sometimes I would pencil digitally, but then they are inked digitally just because inking by hand is... Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Okay. You you ink everything digitally? I do, yeah. I just okay. use a Procreate, which is a hilarious name for a program. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Yes, it is. Yep. <laughs> but it's very functional and it's very inexpensive. So 10 out of 10 recommend. Yeah. If you have an iPad. Yeah. If you have an iPad, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Psycho will disagree, who I have to bring up, I guess, legally now every time. No, no, we, we had a guest who's an artist named Psycho who insists Great. that everything drawing must be done by pen and paper because it's the best and only way. So I always find it interesting just to hear. But That's I really, fun. Again, I guess because whenever, so, whenever someone talks about pen and paper, I have to talk about Psycho. So that's all that there's to say about Psycho. So he says you pen and paper. So I mean, I, really don't, psycho, really nice guy. I don't think he's wrong. And I want to explain why. And I think he's right because the things you learn inking by hand are way cooler than the things you learn inking digitally. Digital only has so much capacity for mistake. And inking, you can make so many beautiful mistakes and they turn into your style. And that's where so much mm -hmm. of my style comes from is making mistakes and letting it flow. And, you know, I, I try to let that into the digital inks. Like I have, I think, page five, page five on there in chapter two, I have this like splotch of ink that the digital just did randomly and i was like oh thank <laughs> god it did that like it makes it look more natural more what i'm going for and i would love to do it by hand but it's just too expensive and too messy and i just don't mm -hmm. have the space 
I would probably do it by hand if I, if I could. Oh, I see. Cool. Mm-hmm. But digital is just so much faster, bad mistake. Like one that makes it look real bad. I undo, boop, it's, it's gone. But yeah. I try not to do that too much. Finally, what advice would you give to somebody starting out making comics? Just start. It doesn't matter how bad you are at drawing, how bad you are at writing. I wish I had started in my teens when little Ollie was just like, I want to make comics. And I kept waiting for someone else's permission, someone Mm -hmm. to teach me, someone to collaborate with me. And here I am doing it on my own in my 30s. And I wish I wouldn't have waited that long. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have waited that long. I could have made so many more. I could have learned so much. And now I'm hitting this steep learning curve, you know, because I'm starting so late. And while my drawing skills are great, great from having that lifetime of experience, you know, I still have a lot to improve on. But I, I just wish I would have started so much sooner. So no matter how bad you feel about it, no matter how nervous you feel, <laughs> just make your mistakes start do it don't wait for anything or anyone nice that's great mm-hmm. eric you got anything else does twitch have anything or no 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 okay uh, <laughs> uh no I just anything we should ask you i don't think that we're missing don't think so oh when it comes out it comes out every week i publish it first to my patreon okay on wednesdays and then they can find it on my website every Sunday. Hopefully that won't slow down because I am <laughs> going to have my schedule pick up here. But every Sunday on my website, ollietheartist.com slash comics. That's where they can find it. Cool. Cool. And you do conceptual art and portraits and all kinds of I cool do. stuff. Yeah. I uh, do. What do people get if they go to your Patreon or besides the you know, a guarantee of the continue of the comic if enough people do it, but uh, <laughs> do, like, do you have any like bonuses for Patreon users? Or yeah, so at, at one level, they get a custom sketch every month. You get to be a part of my Discord community. I release scripts and not just of At God's Door, of all of the stuff that I'm working on. Like I got a Sweeney Todd script. I have an original, another original that I finished writing not necessarily drawing because that's long. So they get like a kind of behind the scenes thing. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. And Thank um, you. Yeah. Tell us about your upcoming projects. If, if you, if they, you know, if you want to come back. Woo. Yeah. yeah no, nice this has been back. fun. Yeah. It's been really that fun. Was fun. Really I liked talking about UFC actually. <laughs> <laughs> We, we, Eric, we should just do a podcast where we'll like, we do spin off episodes with our guests about like <laughs> the topics that, that we come up with. Yeah. Stuff that, stuff that we didn't mean to yeah. follow up on, yeah. but we yeah. meant to. Whatever. Yeah. Join us on Wednesday to talk to Ali about UFC. Somewhere. UFC. Yeah. We Googled more things. Yeah. Ali, right, Google. Let's go. We'll Let's talk go. to you later. Thanks. Thanks Bye. again. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. This is awesome. All right. It hasn't been that long for you, but it, we, we took a long break. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Ollie. 
for coming thank on. Thank you, Ollie, so, 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 so much. Check uh, out thank you his to stuff at, read at God's door, you know, check out his stuff. Or uh, OllieTheArtist.com has got all of his stuff too. He's got a Patreon page. He's got his pictures. He's got comics. Uh, you can contact him. He's got an about page there too. I mean, we didn't talk about his other art stuff, but it's pretty mm -hmm. awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Also, thank you to our sponsor, ManyMuggles.com, for <laughs> giving us this you know, sweet mug. With all with all we talk about with this with this quote unquote sponsor, like I I want more mugs. I want I want there to be more, I want an NFT. I want I want more. I want more okay. from this sponsor. We, why don't we talk to their sponsor then? You can reach out to them and be like, hey, we've been loyal sponsors. We have been fantastic. How long? The, how many episodes does a mug get you? <laughs> So like, we get another sponsor. If, if our other sponsors wanted to know, like, <laughs> just if our infinite. other sponsors reach out to us, I would love to do it. Everyone, we could be bought very easily at the price of a mug. Hey, <laughs> I am a cheap date, and I am proud of that. Yes, clearly. I'll I'll tell your I'll tell all the women who come your way. Here, here's a mug. Give it to him. You're in. <laughs> How do I make him like me? Here's a mug. Cool. Thanks, Ali. Everyone, we're back and we'll have more episodes coming up. Uh-huh. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.